You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbat Kodesh, this must be Rishol Daraisa. I'm not going to tell you who I am, but I am in awe once again, sitting in front of Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel, Rav Hagoyim, Tzadik Yisraelim, the uh, really one of the most important uh, Rabbonim and Poiskim in North America, and Alachas Kamavakama, the Pnei Ha'ir in Muncie. <laughs> Irakladish. Um, it's interesting. I saw Rabbi Yosef that Muncie is called Irakladish, maybe with a little tongue in cheek, and Lakewood is called Irateira, right? You've heard that. Lakewood. Well, there's, there's a master plan that the Hasidim have that they're going to drive all the Misnagdim out of Muncie into Lakewood. Uh-huh. So, so therefore, that's why it's called Irateira, right? Because right. uh-huh. the, the it's, sort of like, it's sort of like the B'nai Brak to Yerushalayim, so right. to speak. Yeah. What would you say in terms, I mean, I haven't seen all the Tom's River and Jackson and all the other places. Where would you say, like, the the, the topography of beautiful homes? Is it better in Muncie or in Lakewood? You know, on the outskirts of Lakewood, it's just as nice as Muncie, perhaps even nicer. Yeah, even those rolling hills. I think, I think Muncie is a little bit more connected to the Palisades. You have a little more of a sense of... Uh, of- yeah, it's, a, it's a bit, you're right. It's more near to the Harriman State Park. That's true. But the houses and the landscaping, when you go to the more affluent areas of Lakewood, it rivals Muncie. Yes, yes, well, I think these two McClaimers, I think, are really incredible in terms of what's been done. And we've talked about it from a sociological standpoint. Um, did you ever think that maybe you were Toya in your, in your decision to throw in with Muncie and not Lakewood? I mean, you could have gone either way. Not Lakewood, no. It should have gone to a place like Passaic. Well, then you wouldn't have to draw, you wouldn't have to commute so much, right? Well, besides that, it's more. And then you would have been a rov because obviously they would have they would have recognized the jewel that was recognized all the godless that you mentioned at the beginning of the program, right? For the sake, you could have avekishtelt agans arabonis. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, that is definitely yeah. You wouldn't have to go. So As we far. say, better luck next Google. We're already thinking about the Gilgulim. I remember the uh, the first time I, the I concept of Gilgul came to my visa. It was by uh, I don't know if he's alive anymore. Of Aaron Werner. Last week we talked about um, about the the IDF and we talked about the IDF's method of discipline and, and changing your life and inserting within you a sort of like a not subconscious but something that becomes part of your whole totality of consciousness uh, concern about physical health and other things like that we talked about how that would be a positive thing and i know today you also want to talk about something idf related right and um i know you want to go a little bit further afield than just the idf i think it starts from an article that uh, you sent me from that incredible outlet this is nice this is nice right there's upi there's ap there's cnbc and there's vin this is nice so the this is nice network is reporting i guess i don't know where they got it from that there's right now a big between uh the party leaders deciding to actually incredibly lower the uh, age where one can leave the army in other words they go in around 18 and do their two years of service or two and a half the a regular soldier has to go through almost three years of soldiering, right? 
from 18 till 21. Um, and then he can go and do what he wants. Yeshiva Bacher, unless there has the yeshiva, obviously they go to the army part time, is officially not allowed to do anything else besides learning yeshiva until they're 24. Oh, I didn't get that. Yes. So, uh, Once they're 24, they can do whatever they want. But until 24, they have to be in yeshiva, otherwise they'll go to the army. I see. So, so what happens you, is... You, what, let me just get this straight. If you go to the army and you do your three years, so then you get the benefits of being in the army. Right? right, but the yeshiva guy who didn't have to go from eighteen, he needs to be machmir the way the law is now and stay and keeping Klal Yisrael safe with his gavaldic taira till he's twenty four. Yes, uh-huh. and then he can go off that dole, and they can't they can't be typhus him anymore for, right. the, for the army. Right now, whether well, he has another option, which many people do. Uh, the ones who are not fit for yeshiva, which is a substantial percentage, um, they go to the Lishkata Gius and they pretend to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Evidently, there are consultants in the Haredi community who will tell you how to act insane that you'll be able to get off the army. Yes. All right, so you have the Mishagoyim, you have the people who are... I'm surprised why you need the Mishagoyim. Aren't there enough yeshivas where these guys can be under some umbrella yeshiva, like where, where they learn kids? There, there are plenty of places where they yeshiva, they're on, on paper yeshivas, but they get cracked down on from time to time. Uh-huh. I hear. So they actually come in and see, like, uh, you know, what are they really there? Or are they learning? Right. So, now, so now, so what they're going to do is, so I got it wrong before. I said what they're going to do is now is, they're going to lower the age. They're going to lower the age that the yeah, which will leave yeshiva. So basically, uh, the same age which would have left the army. Uh-huh. Now, Hashem will have the same uh, rights as the Tzvah Haganah Yisrael. So now the um, what will happen is, and I th- back to the Rav Dessler's, the famous letter from Rav Dessler based on the Chazanish, why the the gates that should not provide a teacher training college. Because then uh, the talented Bachrim might choose to become teachers and be Mispernes Bukavod instead of being Goliador. And that, uh, the, um, uh, the, that's why the yeshivas in Lithuania deliberately uh, had only Torah and nothing else because they wanted the alternative to being a Tamachachim, not to be a Baobayas Choshev, but to be a, pe- a, a, a blacksmith or a petty shopkeeper. A, degre- a, 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 a lower form of uh, lower, lower social stratum in order to keep as many people learning as possible. Because that's the only way they could get covered because that's the only thing they knew. And as that, he says in the famous letter, he says, says, That's the price. So the yeshivas nowadays, evidently they still are of the opinion that we need the gedolim of the next generation, and the other people are the price. Again, so this is really, you know, what you're smelling here is really even, of course, it's bigger than uh, Rav Dessler and others, bigger in the sense that it's been part of a a, a, a disagreement, a machlekes about what should be uh, the tachlis of uh, people who are not necessarily going to be the manhigim and the rabbonim and the paiskim, uh, do we should we do what we can to give them some sort of vocation where they're going to be able to contribute 
in the greater society and maybe even for their own, for their mishpocha and for their own sense of self-worth, right? This is really what this is about. Um, look, you know, obviously this has been uh, uh, dealt with over and over again. I think part of what is piquing your interest though, you know, although you always like mentioning Rav Dessler whenever you can, is that there might be, and it's, 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 it's not so clear that, that you know, the, the, the machlekes in, in, uh, in the first daf of Ketzad Mevarchen between Rabbi Shmo and Rabbi Shimon Yachai about, is it Torah with uh, Aveda? Is it an, are the agrarian, is the agrarian culture supposed to mesh seamlessly with learning Torah, or should there be a, a, a Torah aristocracy uh, that just learns and doesn't work? Um, this question, uh, I know, it, and it's not, people have quoted it before, you've mentioned it to me, and other people as well, that supposedly the some Sefer, although you can't find it as that it can sign Teirus Eretz Yisrael is Amdash, even though they were arguing about the, the, the second parak of Kriyashma is Eretz Yisrael, right? So the Machlekes of Yasafta Digonecha is in Eretz Yisrael, right? So even there you have Hinig Bahem Derech Eretz, you have the Loshna Rabbi Shmuel there, but Ava became, there is this uh, assumption, and it was put into actual Lamaisa by uh, Talmidim of the Chsam Seifer in the mid-19th century, who were Oilat Eretz Yisrael, but not just to uh, to sit and learn Torah in Yerushalayim, but to actually somehow get involved in the burgeoning, developing Yishev Oretz in terms of Rechishas Karkoyas and farming and being part of that Right, so that's really what this is. I think piquing your interest because of that, correct? Yeah, let's 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 go back a little bit. Um, and Nefesh Chaim came up with this revolutionary chiddush that even though it says Harbi also and those who did like Rishim Baruchai also it's still the Ikra Locha is like Rishim Baruchai, which means that you you should never go to work. Working is really for the uh, in and of itself. In and of itself. And um, especially the way he learns Hinad Behem Derecheretz, he holds that even according to Rabbi Yishmol, you're actually being steiging in Torah while you're really engaged in tilling the soil and doing all that. Hinad Behem Derecheretz, which is somehow you're able to do that the tightrope act of while you're watering the, the, the tulips, you're actually, you know, thinking about Hilchas Zeroyim and other things and learning. Right. So Nefesh Chaim, I think, was, I don't think wittingly, I think unwittingly, he was laying the foundation for the Litvish Yeshiva belt as Reb Destler um, eventually described it as the one, as a Reb Shimbayachai type of his existence. The Chazim Seifer, interestingly enough, he always says, no, in Chutzlar, it's, it's not, he doesn't mean term there, Heretz. The other chutzlar is no mitzvah to go to work. Don't have to. But Eretz Yisrael, he says, and it's the He says that if you say you're not going to go be involved in Yishuv Oretz, it's the same thing like saying because I'm learning Torah. It's the same thing like saying I I can't go put on tefillin today because I'm learning Torah. That's what he says. He says there's a, a, the a, the mitzvah of live, contributing. To the build up of Eretz Yisrael is <laughs> I'm coming on each and every person. 
not just on the uh, on the uh, uh, the Kakatle Kanya Bagma. And he says, oh, he says, oh, one second. He says that Efsher, um, I think someone else he says it more stark, but he says Efsher that you're Makayimit also if you have an Umnus, because that also is building up society. You don't actually have to be a farmer as long as you have some uh, Umnus which contributes. Now, I want to tell you also, I spoke once to, I uh, was talking once with one of Rabbi Shimon Schwab's grandchildren. And he said to me that Rabbi Schwab told his grandchildren, if you want to live in Eretz Yisrael, fine. But if you live in Eretz Yisrael, you can't go to work. You have to sit and learn your entire life. So there's several problems with Rabbi Schwab's statement, assuming it's true. One, of course, is that it's additional confirmation that he did not believe in the term their Eretz, if anybody ever thought that he did. And the second one is that it goes exactly against the Chassam Seifer. In other words, giving advice based on what? Just because you think Eretz Yisrael is holy and therefore everybody there has to be holy? That's not what Chassam Seifer says. He says, either of the holiness is to work the land. So it's bothersome that the, in, the, in, the, in the yeshiva society today, there's see no value on the sense of building up the land of Israel and the society in the land of Israel, which the Chassam Seifer holds is the mitzvah the Raisa that you cannot just throw away. Hey, look, you know, I don't have this farm in front of me, but I do know that, the, that one of the ideas that the Chassam Seifer is built on is that in Chutzlaret, because there is a thriving uh, society that's being and the, the generated by the non-Jewish populace, so therefore we need what we have to do for our own spiritual uh, uh, security to try to be shaku and taira. But in Chutzlar, it's where they do not, in Eretz I'm sorry, where they don't have that happening, where you don't have the infrastructure being provided. So you're able by contributing in the, in but those even the infrastructure is provided by other people. That's his point. In other words, even the, the, the chilonim are there providing infrastructure. You have an individual chil to participate in Yeshiva Aretz. Okay. So, which means, and there's no reason why the Chiloni, although I don't think he was talking about them, there's no reason why they should have it in others. Now, Lamaisa, there is a safer which I can send to you, a very small safer, a very nice form, safer written, Talmidech Sam Seifer Ba'aretz. And um, you'll take a look there. It's interesting, Rabbi from Shag and others, there was very limited, there was an idea, of course, it, it, it comes to the, the forefront in the Lev Ivri which is many people thought was an outlier in the Chassam Seifer's, uh, you know, Talmidim. But Rabbi Ramshag and others who, who came there did not seem to go out there and, 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 and by themselves, they thought they, they were Rabbonim and Paiskim, and they were more the typical Chalukah Chevra who sat and learned and were Makabal and were Maimed Yeshivas, etc. Right. So you do not, again, Rabbi Kibayes of Schlesinger, does say, we all know Rabbi Kibbutz Schlesinger was what was I know today probably would be considered middle of the road, but back then it was considered to be the most reactionary of the reactionary, right? We know that, right? In many ways, he was um, the the most extreme in some ways, as the Lev Ivri indicates. Uh, the divrei firufim and gidufim against any connection to Haskola. But on the other hand, when he came to Eretz Yisrael, what he eventually conceived of was very much like a kibbutz-type life, right? A life where, and, 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 and he really believed that there could even be individual little governments that each kibbutz would be governed by, 
Uh, he didn't believe you even needed a whole central unified government. Uh, he had a lot of interesting rules and unhuggas that he thought would, would allow someone who is... So I don't know, you know, whether, again, the Chsam Seifer's Werther ever really were, bore fruit in a real way, from, even from his Talmidim. And I think that's something that needs to be mentioned as well. Right, you can't just when you you know Be, you know Bechoffer here is saying it's against the Chassam Sefer, it's against the Chassam Sefer. Well, the people who would be most kosher the Chassam Sefer didn't always follow this Chassam Sefer either, correct? Well, I think what the, that probably makes sense. Uh, Talmudim don't always follow the Rabbeim's ways. Okay, and, so what do you so what are you hacking a cup with Rav Schwab? Then? I mean, why why are you starting up with someone who who we're not fit to to to, to come even close to his? Zahirus and Diktuk and 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 Ernstkeit. I don't know why. It's added to the Bittel towards Eretz Yisrael. I see. I Even see. though I... he thinks he's saying you have to be a kind of you think that's Mavata, the entire concept of Eretz Yisrael as it was given to us by God. Okay, so you know, I don't know why you're using him as a target because I would stay away from him. But again, I don't think you know. You know, you, you might you might want to deal with with, with a whole slew of of Bali Machshava. Who uh, who basically went? Do you have anybody else you want to discuss? I, I just don't know why you have to pick Rav Schwab. I have I another story. His grandson told me this. Okay, great. Look, you know, to me, Rav Schwab, it, it's sort of the similar to our argument. Yeah, about so, wow, I'm very impressed that you have like this uh, side of Yerusakovit. Uh, I never heard of it before. You never heard my Yerusakovit. What? Remember how I tried to defend the Satmarov and others that you wanted to try to, you know? That was just that was just to get back at me. Was to get back at you. It was it was Ernst. I'm scared. Look, I I, I talked again. Look, look, I've talked about Rechaim Kanievsky and others. I, I really again. I don't know what you gain out of it. I think it is a good discussion point, and maybe as you're that's right, exactly the point. That's all it is. It's not being about the. It's not saying anything. If I think Rabbi Schwab yeah. is wrong, that's not. That is absolutely. But it's your me. It's your that, If you think that to disagree with somebody is to, to diminish their cover, then I feel bad for you. Because you're diminishing a lot of people's cover in this world. Okay, I'm just saying like this, you know, the fact that Rav Schwab told his Einiklach, who uh, in, a, in a private manner, that if they go to Eretz Yisrael, they should sit and learn. So from there, you said, oh, it's for care from the Mephush of some Sefer. How can you such a thing? What people tell their children, what people tell their grandchildren, what people would you get from a report, what some Sefer says as a possible Kiddush in the Gemara, all of that stuff, Okay, yeah. I know I, and now I'm going to turn this on you. I know you're harping Rabbi Schwab. Can we talk about the point and not about Rabbi Schwab? I just brought it as an example of something uh, of, of Ashkafa, which I think well, I guess part of it is because I just interviewed Pesach Krohn. But I, I have been, what, what's the most fascinating to me about this is, is the idea, and again, I know you want to talk in Machshava and about building Eretz Yisrael and the beauty of building Eretz Yisrael and what that means. And, 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 and unfortunately, the reality in front of us is not the reality of the the, the olim who were tamimistika uh, chevra, and some of them, of course, did go out and 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 have pesach tikva and other places where there was actually farm areas. We know about the from quote unquote from uh, yishuvim that that were connected to chol Zion, the semi from uh, communities that tried to be makabel. But Ramalia Kaplan was part of a uh, of a group called Haoli. Only yes. was founded by Dr. Nathan Birnbaum. Dr. Nathan Birnbaum said, what, what group they 
obviously they, they dissolved after his death when they were killed in the Second World War. I don't know exactly why, but they were training or they were preparing to go to start agricultural Yishuvim and Eretz Yisrael. And Dr. Brambaum wrote, he said, Jews were not meant to live in cities. Jews are meant to live in agrarian societies. Perhaps even in Chutzlaretz, but certainly in Eretz Yisrael. And that's, so Rabbi Avram Eli was part of this plan. And had it come to fruition, then perhaps he would have had from Western Europe, you know, like Chavit Chaim and Shalvim and those other places, more of these areas from Kibbutzim. Okay, okay, okay. But as we know, the whole Kibbutz idea has been altered, has been basically diminished by a different type of economy that's taken over the world. I guess what you're really trying to say is like this, that in the 19th century, it would have been the last gasp of major farming, but it would have had a mentality that we are building the economy. As the economy would then have altered to not farming, but to other areas of service, whether it was computer chips or, 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 or munitions or whatever it was, then the, the fruma who had already been part of an economy that was agrarian would realize, like, I'm going to shift this way. And this way we would have had in Eretz Yisrael a larger percent of Frum Hevra involved in the economy of Eretz Yisrael. That's basically what you're trying to say. So. Well, I would say more than that, but but uh, first of all, uh, there's still you know I think uh, there are today uh, they're not there's still the time Shalvin still exists, but a place like where my brother-in-law lives in, in Moshav Matikyo. Now, uh, there by left, I believe has this Ashkafa of the Chasim Seifer. I believe he writes about it in one of his books on Eretz Yisrael, and uh, although they are they will go with the zeitgeist and most of their the kids went to Yeshiva Khanas and learned Koilo, but the people who founded that Moshav were of this idea that this is the way to live, to work right. either the land or to work in a society and build up Eretz well at the same time being absolutely terrific. Yeah, good. And, and, and we know, look, the percentage of people necessary to work the fields has become smaller and smaller. It is a very important exporting, exportable item the payers of Eretz Yisrael, which helps the general economy. Right, so today I would say that the high tech, which is Eretz Yisrael's main export, became the agriculture of the 19th century. Yes, right? Agriculture in Eretz Yisrael is not the same thing anymore. Right. But high tech yeah. also builds up Israel in many ways. Right. So, so here's the thing. The fact that people ignored the Chassam Seifer's uh, uh, directive, even his Talmudim, does that mean that it's not going to happen anymore? Does that mean as we have the mosh bear of no money, the mosh bear of, of, of the inability to keep these uh, overburdened koilim going, does that mean that the, the mindset is so entrenched that we will not be able to train these young chevra from the Haredi world to somehow get the type of tools they need to help uh, in uh, the areas where Eretz Yisrael infrastructure and economy, the economy can be strengthened. Yes, it's, 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 because it's, you see, they're actively opposed to it. Okay, I I am a more of an optimist on this than you are. I think that the um, necessity is the mother of invention. What we need is what I've always said on this program is the courage of the Gedolei Yisrael and other teachers, and sometimes in a quiet way to be able to create a way the Alpitiris Hakodesh where 
they can get those skills necessary to go into whatever that field is, whether it's whether it's whether it's computer chips or computer programming or other sorts of uh, cybersecurity, whatever it is that you're talking about, which is now the or cell phone production, we know all of that can be and is already done probably in many ways with a Froom type of environment. And I think uh, as the Chassidish world has taught us in areas that are even less, I guess, less fancy and, and like, like, like umness and plumbing and other things that we see here in, in the United States, there's no reason why that can't happen, um, uh, right? The, 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 the problem is, as we've said many times, is that at a young age, um, there's an indoctrination to the point that there's that the only option open for them is to become a God will be a stroll, right? It's it's I I I, I think the, the means are there and the intelligence is there and the knowledge that we can't have everybody just sitting and learning, and they also can help Eretz Yisrael. I'm not exactly I, I wish I, I wish I saw a pathway in which this would occur. I, I don't see a pathway in which it would occur. I think that it would, any any God will, because if Rav Shach was still alive, let's say, and he would say something like this, so and everybody else would cower before him. But there's other, if Rav Gershon Ellerstein would say something like this today, so they go to another guy. They say, forget it, Rav Gershon is a, became a Kaifer, we're going to go to the next guy. Well, you know, I, I do think it's probably, I don't know the statistics, but it seems to me that some of this stuff is happening anyway. There are definitely s- small so numbers, many- yes. There are people who have their, their special programs Special program, other people, but the, the numbers are small, and it, it doesn't help people like my nephew who wanted to be who just want to become a truck driver. He's very successful at it. Which, again, you know, although Rav Hirsch might be a little bit disappointed in that, but it is in a way an important thing. He's from the, he's from the, uh, he's a gamal, as you know, as it was in the time of Chazal. That was an important thing to be able to to truck right. stuff from place to place. I'm not exactly sure if that that's going to be a problem. Um, so, you know, again, I, I don't know what our resichas is here. I, 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 I agree with you, and I think we both understand that it's important. And I, I think it's going to happen. I think that if this gets pushed through. But you're ignoring the fact that right now it's opposed. The, or Haredi parties don't want this law to pass. Okay. Well. It's being seen as another attack by Bennett and the Michelle Saresha. Uh, the Yishivas, that they're going to be allowed to leave earlier. Okay, so let, let, let's let's talk tachlis. Um, if the government decides that they are going to stop uh, the stipends, and that they could do that, right? That's something that could happen. If they stop the stipends and they limit them so intensely that the only way the those yeshivas and the kolim are going to be able, except, of course, the shas yudin and the old superstars who there's going to be money raised for them because they are the the, the great hatzola for the for, for the whole world. But chutz from those superstars, the many kolim and, and, and moistas, when they're not going to be getting those stipends, the money, where's the money going to come from? I think what's happening here in the United States is going to have a ripple effect and it's going to cause that many of these moistas are going to be in desperate, desperate situations, and they're going to have to let people go. And I think what's going to happen is, is that the, the people are smart enough to create a pathway for them to be able to be misparnas. They can't just print more money and, and, and send out another gemach, right? Can they? 
No, they can't. You're right. And, 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 you know, with your buddy Biden around, it's just going to make things, uh, we're going to become, again, these, I don't know, even the nursing homeowners, uh, nursing homeowners and everyone else, they're going to end up with a lot less cash to be able to support, you know, vanity uh, causes or other things that they think are important. Of yeah, but it's still going to be seen, uh, 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 it, it's going to be not going to then people are going to come out and say, okay, now we've changed, now people you can't take Rabbi Melchior Kotler and expect him to say, you know what? Now it's changed. We we want all you guys to consider seriously going to work. I'm not going to say that. You see that some saying that? You know what? The, there's always going to be uh, something disparate between the public exhortations, the things that you're going to hear from the Telzer or Shashivas, and the projects that are going on all over the place, the project but that creates the problem with that is that in and of itself creates cognitive dissonance. People are living, which people there's plenty of nowadays already. People in, in the Muncie you mentioned, the Lakewood you mentioned, those peripheries, people living lives when in a way which their society actually respects but does not condone. Yeah, well, but and, and you're also going to have in Elizabeth. Uh, I don't think you have these problems. Well, the five towns and other places, of course, I spoke with Chaim Seyman, who is a very pres- a very uh, smart fellow. I don't, know, I don't know if he's prescient, but he's smart and understands things. And he talked about, we talked about the phenomena of the five towns and other places where wealthy yeshiva light have been able to ensconce themselves using you know, primarily uh, real estate and other sorts of things, which, are, which probably you don't have the same currency in Eretz Yisrael as they do here. And they've been able to to you know, to to bring yeshiva light, uh, b'nai Torah, into a working world where you know they're spending quite a bit of hours uh, generating revenue. I don't think that's yeshiv eretz Yisrael at all, but there are other options that 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 can happen. Uh, it it, it, do, it doesn't have any of the chsam sofer's romanticism or any of the beauty of the country, but there's probably other options available too. Um, uh, you know, I don't know how seedy you might say they are, and I'm not talking about anything illegal. But there is the type of things that don't necessarily need to have um, uh, you know, doctors, lawyers, uh, physicists, and scientists. There are ways of, of parnosa, and, and you know as well as I do. And some of these people are some of the uh, the most important power wielders throughout the United States. I don't know if that phenomenon exists. But we've gone far afield off our original topic. But so I, I, I wanted to just acknowledge that before I make the following statement. But as somebody once said to me, unfortunately, if you have very little training, even if you're very, very bright, the odds are you'll end up something like an administrator in a nursing home. And we know what that industry is all about. Right. And COVID, so, is, COVID, COVID has taught us that. Yes, yes. But that's part of the same phenomenon. You think it's going far afield, but it's really the same thing. Because I understand, but the mentality is, is this a, look, not everybody is going to be able to be typhus, this romantic idea that what's true in Chutzlaritz is not true in Eretz Yisrael. And when our family was in Chutzlaritz, we were the Torah people. Now in Eretz Yisrael, we are the Chalutzim and we work. The truth is we we become globally uh, sensitive. It isn't that different 
although the, the ivra is different, uh, the lashonis are somewhat different, but the mental mentality, the, the from mentality has become globalized. And the question is, what is what is the highest value? What, so let me, let me, let me, first of all, you know, I believe in terms of their hurts, so I have no problem with people going to work with it's not my issue. But I just want to make sure that, you know, among the two of us who are the most sophisticated thinkers in the world at the moment, we understand that we're, what we're saying right now is that Ammonam is not capable of that sophisticated thought, so therefore they have to be hit with blunt instruments uh, and low plugs. Look, let me let me put it in, 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 in terms that I think, even though you're for auction, you might agree. The term is like this. When going to Eretz Yisrael was a complete nituk from your life, the, the, the journey itself was harrowing. And the, what, what, what greeted you was, a, was almost a foreign, totally different world. You could say, I've made it. I'm now in Eretz Yisrael. And now what I'm going to do is roll up my sleeves and be part of this pre-Messianic concept of building Eretz Yisrael until right now. That's no longer the case. The tr- even the, there is a, 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 a commonality of technology, a commonality of mindsets, a commonality of the way schools are. And even though the, the, the lingua franca might be writ there in English here, there is, there, there is a, uh, the, I, it, you think basically the same if you're a Frum person, whether you've been raised in Ramat Beit Shemesh or you're being raised in Muncie or Lakewood. The mentality is essentially the same. And therefore the idea of, Putting this, uh, becoming a balabas and contributing to the economy with a with a kovedik away, is always going to be a sense of a a, a bidievet or something like that. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's why I think it's hard to impress B'nai Eretz Yisrael that way because they don't see themselves necessarily as as people living in this unique valhalla. Of, of, of Kedusha. And, right, and when they come to America and go shopping and find Shaduchim, they find people that they find, you know, are very similar to them. And, and, and the basic mindset is, you know, Medav sits in Um, You know, and, and how many, and, and, and the boys aren't going to get the, a boy won't even get the right Shidduch if it says on his resume that he wants to go to work right away. If unless he says he's going to learn four or five years in Kailo, he's going to be looked at as some sort of, hmm, I guess he's a real modern boy. Right, so what you're saying is that this Cronkite of our society is real, real is, it was, is the reality, and therefore, what? Okay, so therefore, to, 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 to get the official statements out there are going to be difficult. However, Right, and 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 I think there's always going to be an error to throw. And it's ideal. Let them let them make a law, and you don't have to make any statement. Then you don't have to push. Don't push back. Make the law should be that they lower the age to twenty one. Right. So now the question is: now that they're twenty one, and they're not, they don't have the army looking over them. Right. So, what's going to happen? How many of them are going to recognize within themselves? I'm not meant to be a Rebbe. I'm not meant to be a Kailo guy. I, I should go out to work. Where I that's going to... At least 10%, maybe even close to 40%. Okay, so, but that is going to come 
from a, a change in attitude, a change in how the first great Rebbe is going to speak to them. That's going to change in terms of the Gedolim stories. That's going to, that's, that's going to have to change from the ground up. And then they could, they could gladly understand that they, that they are going to become part of, uh, of making a Parnosa. And that's going to be something that's gewaldic for them. So I, I think that, you know, I think you're being simplistic in saying, oh, here's another, if they would stop this as Nagdus, we would really have a, a seminal change and we would finally be able to fulfill the Chsam Seifer's Cholom. Yeah, I think you are, uh, you know, you are far adrift on this. I'm happy to talk about this subject with you because it's... it's you just think I'm naive, right? Did you I disagree. You think I'm naive because I, I, cause I, 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 I think it's possible for this to happen. Right. I, I don't think this issue is going to change it. I think this is something that's fundamental. No, I don't think it's going to change either. That's what I was about to say. I think it's a tragedy, but it's not going to change. I agree. Right. So, so their hisnagdus is really inessential because even if they would say thumbs up, twenty one is all right. There would be a certain percentage of chaver they'd lose, but the people we would want to go into the to the working uh, economy, the people that we want to to help use their kaychas to change and create a situation where it isn't a grub chiloni world, but actually a terim deracheretz world, a world where you can go with a certain stoltzkite and, 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 and have your starim and have your bikiyas and have your, your workplaces that are alpitiris hakaydish. That, that's the problem. Why can't that be pushed? Why can't that? And that's something which is, you know, again, that was something that Rhinus thought could happen. And many of the people who, you know, who dreamed of, of a Medina where the, the the from people were were part of that energy. It seems to me that you're saying that you were not that uh, to have such a, a law at the moment would be counterproductive because the framework does not exist for these people to go uh, to to go out of the oil um, matera into uh, a working world with the proper support system. Now that's what you're saying. I'm saying I think this is a uh, attempt to in the team. Eager to hear listener feedback. Okay, to, well, uh, position. Well, you know, I, I'm always, you know, getting fed back by listeners is always important because it, it helps us think uh, in better ways um, and makes us perhaps understand things uh, in, in ways that we didn't know. Uh, you know, look, uh, you know, I, I think when we use that term feedback, it's because it, just like the food is necessary to, to actually keep our bodies going and for the blood circulating, if we don't, if it's just me and you, uh, pontificating and staring at each other's no, of course we have to we were uh, each other's receding hairlines. It's not really going to help much. But you know, look, you know, it, you know, food is obviously the, the, the great metaphor, and and I have to own up to the to, to Abel's and Hyman who do produce uh, the the highest standard of food, the highest standard of stuff that, uh, especially uh, as we come to the Yom Tovim, and we speak about uh, as we and as we get closer to the, the simcha of Sukkis, and of course for Shoshana as well, and, and Erev Yom Kippur, think of course about the provisions that are available for you uh, of, of many, many styles from Abel's and Hyman, um, you'll be surprised. The, uh, the, the variety that is available, and although in some ways, it's going to cost a little bit more than 
uh, your average sausage or your average hot dog or pastrami, um, even the ones that are being given away free and all these boxes that people are still getting, it's still worth in terms of simchas yantif and getting the oinig of uh, something done properly, something done perfectly to try out the A&H succulent sausages indeed. Well, that's about it, my friends. Um, we shall see you hopefully again next week as we are going to uh, have our special pre-slichus. Uh, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.